Welcome everyone to another episode of Not Another BL Podcast. Today we are talking about episode 10 of Only Friends. <coughs> and I will not be doing the recap, but I am Heatherly, also known as Red as is trying. And hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Um, I'm Shannon or Beale Gossip Girl. I, uh, I forgot what else I was supposed to say. I'm here too. Hi. Good <laughs> Hi there. And I'm Kelly Beale Chef, um, on all platforms. Um, and if you're like, what happened to last week? Yeah, that didn't happen last week's episode. So sorry. So sorry. That was on me. <laughs> oh, I had just you. We got a sick one. We had you gone oh, and then. Right. Uh, I was migrained to death, so yeah. <laughs> we were all down for the count that was last weekend. Yeah, it's a lot going on. We did not have time to record. So sorry. Last week happened. It's this week now. <laughs> we have all moved on. <laughs> I don't even remember the last episode. Um, what happened? Anyway, uh, do uh, did you do do recap? <laughs> We need to do one. Shannon, are we going to do get our specialized recap? I don't know if I could bring out the fervor that that one recap had in me. Um, I could give it a shot. I'm not sure I remember the order of operations, but we can start. We can try. All okay. right. We'll start with this. Episode 10. It opens by gaslighting us. All right. So we have Mew and Top and beautiful romantic-ish music as we learn that not only did Top have his ex stay the night, but his ex just cooked them a meal and then also told Mew, oh, we have a guest. He is the royal we. So um, there was that. And Mew, against my better judgment, stayed through that. And then we got to watch the ex queen. <laughs> literally hit on everyone in the room and be successful. That was what was shocking. Like, he <laughs> a lot. It was. And then a lot, but he, he, he was good. He like got it. All I, and I was folded. Tom was just sitting there like. pretty folded, thank you. <laughs> what? At one point, I know I'll tell you what I said at that part because I was like, mm. so we had that happened. So um, Mew was there. And then there was other things happening that I I think involved other characters. <laughs> forget that they exist. No, I'm trying to remember <laughs> what happened after each other. I'm just going to say everything that happened in the episode and we'll figure out what happened when. Um, so then we had Sand and Ray being very cute uh, with um, Ray starting uh, no. That is not what happened with Ray. No, they weren't cute at that. Ah, fuck it. I don't know. But anyways, they had a conversation in which uh, Sand was like, hey, you need to get to rehab, um, all these sort of things, you know, and stuff. And Ray was pushy back against this. And so one of the things Ray said was like, well, if you're so brave, like if you think this is like so easy, why don't you uh, tell your dad you're his kid and then I'll go to rehab. And I was like, those are not equal. Not at all. Very little. I was stressed. Oh my god! I was like, that is not okay. And so, um, so then that happened, and that's, and then we went back and we saw that Mew stayed at Top's place through the awkwardest dinner I have ever seen in my life, where 
Boeing was like, Mew, you're like really cute. And now I get why Top was constantly calling me to say he really fucked up. And then he was also like going on and on about basically how he's still this thing in Top's life and that he's like a really great option. And it was like, what? I don't understand what your end game here is because you're like hitting on both of them. Is this like covering all your bases? Like I did not understand the goal. Um, and Top sat there like uh, zoned out. I don't even know what. It was just like, this seems to be going well. Like that man has no situational awareness or like and social my anything. Friends got along with him. <laughs> That's really what it was. Um, and so then we we cut back and um, I don't know what order everything happened in, but uh, what we have then is that Adam is talking to his sister because Chum is like, "What is going on with you? Like, you really said about your girlfriend." And this is where Adam's like, "Actually, what happened is that." Um, uh, Boston, um, like coerced me into hooking up with him and I had had too much to drink and he like forced me into it and then he forced me to take nudes. And now he's blackmailing me with these nudes to like sleep with him. And then we saw Chum be like, what the actual fuck? I did feel for her here. Cause like I said, my video was like, you have your, you have your brother telling you something and you do not want to think that someone would lie about something like this. Yeah. And I want that, especially as a woman, you do not want to think someone would lie about this. And then you also have your friend who you know, and you don't want to believe they would do something like this. And you're very much stuck in, in this really horrible spot. So that happened. Chum was like, the fuck? Um, <clears throat> we have Nick. <laughs> this one actually drove me insane. Nick is with Daddy Dan. And they do like little computer things. Nick's working on some work stuff. And then Daddy Dan is like, I don't know talking to him and being like, sorry, I make you work so late all the time. And then he like brings up the kiss and then they have a conversation. And then Nick is like, well, you know, it's okay. Like, cause you can like hook up and all this stuff and it not mean more. And that's like fine. And then dad, Dan was like, yeah, but, or, um, you can like do it with someone you have feelings and emotions for, and it feels really great. And then he shut Nick's laptop. And I don't know if Nick saved his work. And I cannot explain to you how much that took me out of the moment oh where I was God, like, Shannon. I'm not even joking. I was like, let him hit save. Do you like, don't do this to him. You come in when he's in the middle of a job and then shut his laptop. <sighs> Listen, don't trust auto save. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Sex is nice. You know what else is nice? Not spending hours of your time repeating work. Cause you didn't get a hit save. So anyways, that happened. <laughs> I'm gonna flash again. And Ray and Sand, Ray and Sand are um at a bar where apparently Sand's dad works as a saxophonist. And um he starts walking by and Sand is like, hey, um, sir, hey, hi, yeah, like I really like your music, all this kind of stuff. And and this is where I was like, Ray, you are a dick. <laughs> because then Ray's like, my friend really likes your stuff. He talks about you all the time. And that's why he brought me here to listen to your music. And I was like, dude, fucking chill. Like, just chill. And then um, that's like, that's so cool. And then he's like, kind of starts walking away. And then Sam's like, actually, there's something I need to tell you. Um, and then Ray interjects and is like, oh, he just wants to learn how to play the saxophone for you. And then they have a little conversation. The dad leaves. And then Ray's like, hey, you've already proven that you're brave. And so like, whenever you want to talk to your dad or if you want to do that should be like on your terms. And I'm like, As if, I'm just going to say this. Don't do that to someone. Don't do that to someone. Don't put them through that. That's hell. And then don't be like, actually, you don't need to do 
Don't do that to someone. I'm just going to say that. So then we flash to another person. I don't know who. Boston. And Boston's friends show up at his place. And um, they're like, oh, are you here? Like, coercing someone else into nudes. As he's, like, talking to a model. Like, a literal model. Who's, like, clearly... They're on the same fucking page about things, right? In the open. And like, it's not even in the yeah. It was like, he was just so sitting up there. And then Bots just like, what the hell are you talking about? And she was like, Adam told me that, like, you uh, forced him to do this. And then you took, like, nudes and you're blackmailing him. And Boston was like, the hell? He's like, look, um, he hit on me. Like, he uh wanted like we did hook up but he was the one who initiated everything blah blah um he asked for the pictures to be taken i was gonna give the pictures to him and i didn't take news of him and she's like show me the pictures and then so he showed the pictures i just want to say if i ever was given pictures like that of my brother i would never let him live it down ever okay there's i and i realized it was like a serious situation but i would have like just trolled him mercilessly um so anyways uh, she gets the pictures and then realizes, oh, they were not nudes. They're actually pretty tasteful. And um, and then Boston is like, this didn't happen. And then she's like, well, he's always been into women. So blah, blah, blah. And then Boston was like, yeah. And then he wanted to experiment. And he like initiated things with me. And like he initiated things. And he's like, I would never um, blackmail someone into sleeping with me. And then Mew was like, oh, are you sure about that? I want you to say it again. And then I was like, you could shut the fuck up, Mew. Because he did not. Blackmail top it is sleeping with him. And that is kind of why Top. Yeah, I was like, that is why Top should be in more shit with you because he wasn't blackmailed into this, okay? He was he was literally just been like was told like, I don't think this dude's a virgin. And then he was like, Well, then I'll fuck you. And it was like that did not correlate. I don't see how that was the how that was like a a logical jump from this. And I've still been getting it does not exist. Was top logic. That was <laughs> Oh, uh, so his friends were dicks to him, and they were like, and then Chum was like, I don't care if you initiate it or not, and boom, they all, she's like, you're a horrible person for doing this, and left, and I was like, of all the shit that had gone, like, anyways, so then we're gonna flip, and I'm trying to remember who does what when, and why. We don't need all the pieces either, like, I think, uh, rehab, okay, so then Ray starts rehab, and he is still kind of, like, resistant to what's happening and he's struggling like with the questions and all this stuff because it's hard it is hard um and it kind of comes out and then him and sand have this like really cute exchange about like ray being addicted to sand and i was like it's really that adorable me, but continue i thought it was so cute with his little playfulness i thought he was trying to dodge a lot of the stuff that came up in rehab and he was like avoiding shit and I was like, later, but it was not cute to me continue and i was like oh and then we um what was it? That was that scene, right? And then we jump. And then I'm going to just spitball here. We have um, Boston going into Nick's store. So Daddy Dan was talking to Nick. And his dad is like, oh, Nick's so awesome. I was kind of stuff. And then the dad leaves. And then um, Daddy Dan is like, hey, so, like, is anyone pursuing you? Like, are you available? Like, what's happening here? And then Nick was like, yeah, you know. Blah, blah. And then they almost kiss. And then someone walks in. And Daddy Dan leaves and Boston comes in and then Boston's like, who's that dude? Is that your boyfriend? And Nick is like, no, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what's going on? And then Boston's like, I need a new phone case because I like destroyed my phone. And then they all started talking in code. This episode, everyone spoke with double meanings. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. 
I I know that if I had been the person in any of these situations, I a lot of the double meanings would have gone over my head. I'm not great when I'm actively involved in the double meanings. Um, I can see it when like other people are involved in the double meanings. I'm like, yeah, but when it's me, no. So if I'd been Nick and he was like, yeah, and Boston was like, yeah, I don't take care of things I own. I'd have been like, well, fuck, man, you should probably work on that. Like phones are expensive. It would have gone over my head. And then, so he's like, we show me some phone cases. They show phone cases. And then we find out that Boston has a picture of Nick on his phone. And he was like, I don't know, talked about like, actually that he'll like actually take care of something now. And then Nick was like, well, it's good because there are some things you can't replace. And then I cried a little. And then <clears throat> they went separate. And then we had, um, I think it was oh, after this, there's a lot more Ray and Sam. So then um, Ray, uh, fine. He, you know, going through his stuff and um, he finds Sand at the house talking to his dad. And they're like talking about money. And his dad is telling Sand to like, keep the money, take the money, keep the money. Um, Cause he'll probably need his help for something. And then Sand is like the actual fuck um, is going on. So then Sand goes no, Ray goes to Sam's house. Yeah. Ray goes to Sam's house and just loses on him and was like, uh, did my dad pay you to get me into rehab? And Sam says, yes. And then Ray loses it and was like, um, you were only here because of the money. You never cared about me. It was all because of the money. Everything that you have said and that like has gone down has not been true. Um, you don't actually care about me. It is what he has been saying about Sam constantly. Um, where he's just like, you know, you only slept with me because of the money. You only did all of this because of the money. And it was very hurtful stuff. And Sand was obviously like, wow, if that is the way you think about this. Like, that's concerned. And, and no, I did these things because I care about you. Um, and all this kind of stuff. That, I, that scene was really hard. Um, broke me a little. And then Ray is like, you want me to go to rehab and like quit drinking and all this stuff. But you're here selling alcohol. And then he like leaves. He's basically trying to say like, you're a hypocrite and you're like all this stuff. Yeah. And then Sand is obviously like torn apart. Um, they leave Boston and Nick reunite and they have a little conversation and they're sitting down and, and then Nick is like, Hey, um, what's going on? And so Boston just asks me, he's like, why, uh, why do I always hurt people? Like, why do I always make these decisions that hurt the people around me? Um, like, why am I this way? And then Nick was like, well, maybe you want to be loved. And then Boston's like, well, why did you love me? Because I was like a horrible person to you. I was not kind to you. Um, why did you love me? And then Nick's like, well, maybe I'm nasty too, because I did these things and they were not good things. So, you know, maybe we're just similar. And then uh, Boston says he missed him and Nick starts bawling and it's, it's like, I missed you. He's like, and I missed you so much. And they had a kiss but they were crying i'm sorry that kid like i just that broke me a little and then boston was like yeah I, I missed you so much too and then i was like uh okay then they hooked up and boston finally went slow so that happened never thought i'd see that and then <clears throat> um we go back to whoa i pretty totally forgot about top and me during all of this because i hated them through this episode um we'll get into the details <laughs> in a minute <laughs> mod not mod Chloe goes to Mia's house after sliding into his DMs and is all and brought 
plant that many people explain to me the meaning of this ivy and um is hitting on Mew and then kisses Mew and and Mew like that went on longer than I expected it to well not like expected it to but anyways and then Mew was like what the heck are you doing and then Boeing is like well do you think he even suffered enough like don't you think maybe like instead of taking him back like this you should make him suffer more and then they hang out later on at like this water park thing with Top and they're getting along great and then Top goes to um Boeing is like what the hell are you doing here and Boeing is like well turns out I actually like Mew and then Top was like well um are you trying to get revenge on me what the hell's going on and he was like well I was but it turns out I actually like Mew now and so like that's happening and I was like the fuck is going on with you guys okay that's insane and then um <laughs> we're just gonna like forget about them now and we're gonna go back <laughs> to sand we, and we do want to close it out <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go back to Sanded Ray. And this is, I think, where the episode ends. We get to Sanded Ray, and um, Sand is uh, has a whole conversation with his father, where his father clears up everything that happened with Sand, and that, like, Sand was returning the money. He didn't want the money. The dad just kind of, like, was putting it on him and all this kind of stuff. And then um, Ray goes back. I thought he went back to rehab, like he went back for the next part of it and actually sat down and, and tried to have more honest answers with the therapist this time. And and one of them, the therapist is like, you know, think about why you're here, if it's for you, if it's for someone else and picture them. And then uh, Ray pictured Sand and cried as he apologized to him and, and was just like, um, loving me takes patience. And I was like, oh my God, I was just bawling. And he just had this whole outpouring to sand who he was picturing and then hugged him and we walked in I, the episode ended okay <laughs> there um, okay 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 so let's your let's like actually was, discuss um what were you gonna say heatherly i was just saying your recap was longer than normal yeah it was really <laughs> long <laughs> it's like every i was I like, okay. like let's end it and then you were like no <laughs> it was one of those episodes where like a lot have they had smaller chunks of things happening you know where it wasn't like a, a longer there was a lot of smaller chunks of things happening yeah when they do that it, it really does feel like a lot more um i don't know if we want to i kind of want to start with boston because that had me the most riled up oh everything in the the episode what's <laughs> the boston thing and one of the things okay so one of the things i got in my comments which i was like whoa whoa um because i had talked about the boston thing and someone was like oh did we stop believing victims and i was like wait what are we doing here i and i saw that in multiple places and i was like what is this twisting of the narrative that we're doing so according to them we have no right to be upset with chong because chong didn't know that he was lying and so that she believed the victim and therefore she had the right to be angry at Boston. And I was like, pump the brakes, yes, until a point. Had they never had her look at the pictures, see that they were not nudes and then say, I don't care who initiated it, then I would be on board with that assessment. But it was clear by the end that she was like reeling in that maybe Adam hadn't been fully honest, but she was like, I don't care, pissed anyway, goodbye, we're not your, and she spoke for all of them, which really bothered me, and said, we're all not your friends anymore. And, you know, Mew was like, heh, and Ray was like, oh no, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, I thought, I don't know, Ray was chewing him out too. He started chewing him he out. He chewed him out, but he was not as on board as Mew. He did and not. like. 
at the beginning it was more like a disappointed in the brother thing and then like when all the other information came out he stopped talking yeah like when he figured out what actually happened he but didn't that, i thought that's because it got cut off because he was going in and the mew cut ray off and said ray no like shut him down and then mew went in with his stuff uh i've seen multiple that. people replay that scene and you can see ray kind of switch in that scene hmm yeah um, but it, it bothered me that like, I was like, yo, the way people see things is so different from the way that I see things. And the other thing that I got, so I'm trying to understand, and I don't know where you guys land on this is a lot of people. I, we talked about it on a live last night and a lot of people in the comments were like, they don't care if he did anything, just sleeping with the brother was enough. And they, I was told it is maybe cultural and American people don't understand, but you don't touch. If, if a, a sibling, you, friends and siblings, you don't do that. And it's disrespectful and it's like dishonorable and you just don't do that. And I was really having a hard time connecting to that because I was like, what? I've never but heard of I it was, as a cultural was, thing. I've heard of it as a respect thing. Like cultural, in, in I, ours or like in Western or Eastern, like, but like, I kind of get it. But even then, like, it wasn't, he wasn't the one that initiated it. They didn't so. care. It wasn't, it was a no-go. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, the comment section was full. They were not on my side. <laughs> it was full of people from like Africa and all of these different countries just they were basically like, this is a line that's drawn where Western, like, no, they said American. There's a very American sensibility about that that is not shared in other countries. And they were all very clear. You don't, you don't, you don't sleep with siblings. It's, it's a no-go. And then someone explained, well, a sibling is like a child to the older sibling. And I was like, even still, like my parents. It, it, it's weird. It was we. I and I admit I can't. I was trying to get there. I couldn't get there. But for a lot of people, you'll see them okay with Chum's response. And I just, I'm just saying that to explain why people, regardless of whether he initiated or not, are still okay with the level of angry Chum was. Yeah, I think I was just, I was thinking of other like Eastern culture uh, shows that I watched that had that premise where it ended up being that they fell in love, kind of thing. I don't remember this violent of a, or not violent, this intense of a reaction based on that. Like the one stuck in my head right now is Hidden Love. And like, he was angry and he deserved to be angry, but like all of it, but it wrapped up as like, you take care of her as if you are me kind of thing. And so that's why I think like, I get, I get the initial problem. I just don't get it as a, complete problem does that make sense yeah i yeah i had a hard time connect i i don't think i'll be able to connect i get that. it i also get that me being american probably makes me think yeah. of it more rationally a different way so i'll just take it as a whatever but to me it's not yeah. the problem. yeah that would be a i could see i guess based on some of the stuff said in that scene it makes sense to me if that is how it's viewed because Chu uh, Chom had said like you've known him since our first year like yeah. so when you say that I'm like okay so that kind of clicks where she's pulling in this like um, 
Also, isn't that only like four or five years? First year of college or first year of like school school? Because that's two very different things. College since our first year, I think. So I could see that would make sense to me if that was if that was the reason the level. Um, yeah, it did. It did look like when they were in that moment, that stuff kind of switched. Like people started to kind of realize that the information they were given was not the whole truth. Mm -hmm. um, but the level of anger didn't go down. So that explains to me, I guess, why I could see that they switched with like, oh, OK, maybe that wasn't what happened. But there was still the level of anger. I like, feel like it should still like if they can keep their rage based on the brother thing, that's fine. But I felt like it should go down a little bit knowing that not everything that they were supposed to be mad about was a real thing. I like, that was what get, kept getting me. I was like, you can still be mad that he fucked the brother. Like, I don't really care. What I care about is that man accused him of a lot of things that he did not do. And you are still the same level of mad that you were yeah. when you walked in with all the other information. And I'm like, that is a problem for me. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> There's so yeah, much. Oh, go ahead. I think it was kind of funny because um, I said before that I, I wonder if I wonder if they they knew the character they were writing with Mew when they were writing him. I remember this like we talked about this last time we were like, did they were they trying to just write this like kinder, nicer sort of character? And then we're all sitting there like this is such a weaselly, um, holier than thou character. And I was like, I wonder if the writers realized or knew that's what they were doing or this. And so this scene kind of made me think that as well, because there's a lot around Boston that um, I struggle with because to me, it looks like Boston is kind of portraying the more um, uh, free, like sexually free lifestyle, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's not being portrayed well. No. And then on top of it, it's this sort of portrayal of like, if he could just settle down and if he could yeah. just get in a relationship, he'll be good. Like then it's morally good. Like if he could just as be morally good. And so that is one of the things I struggle with in these scenes. And especially yeah. with Mew when Mew is like, well, we know he'll sleep with anything that breathes. And I'm like, Oh my God. Because I say that I'm like, it's frustrating to me because we'll see Mew make these other decisions and then he's not held to any sort of the same standard as Boston. And then it's just, it's hard for me to watch this and see the, the character who has the um, more, you know, he's, he's hooking up, he's doing all this stuff and is constantly being portrayed as like this uh, loose, like not even like morally gray. Like everyone keeps coming out, seeing him as just like bad and it all bad. Like, one of the things I saw was someone was like, oh, this is his actions catching up to him. So maybe he'll learn that his lifestyle needs to change. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. If, if this like had that. been I don't Nick. Like that that's the narrative. Because yeah. I was like, Nick, if Nick had um, done something, you know, like if Nick had tried to get a revenge, I would understand that because Nick had been involved with Boston and they had that and there is the stuff that went down between them. Um, and that's not on so much as like Boston's lifestyle of wanting to hook on, up all the time as it is on Boston being a dick about how he treats the people he is involved with. And But this thing that happened had nothing to do with Boston's lifestyle. That is something that can happen to you whether you yeah. um, are only in long-term relationships or you're in hookups or, or, or whatever. That's not something that happens because of your lifestyle. And so that was, I, I dislike that narrative that's coming out around that. 
Yeah, I was bothered that this was the thing that triggered him to step back and yeah. like assess. I don't like the message it sends because he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong, but he lost everyone and was left alone to like figure things out. And I, because someone lied on him and we're supposed to be like, haha, that's what you get, Boston. Like, no, I don't like any of that. And I feel like it yeah. does send the wrong message that if you sleep around, no one will believe you. And yes, that is exactly. And so I, that's what, that's what that episode told me about Boston. Yeah. That was what was difficult for me as well because it to me it did feel like oh well you're you're the boy who cried wolf because you sleep with everyone so why would we believe you know when this comes out why would we not anything this? about being with him like that was the thing that got me like he didn't deny being with adam he denied who started it which this entire time we've been talking about this entire time how he has not successfully picked yeah. up anybody everybody's been picking up boston exactly it is a little bit funny if he's like just like horrible. But he's the one that keeps getting in trouble because of all these hookups. It's like he's not doing it. He's just saying, okay. And I think that narrative is dangerous. And I don't think and and I don't know if they're thinking about this, but like I know I talk about I might destroy you a lot, but they're similar and her character when she tries to like go to the police and talk once she figures out she was assaulted a huge part of the storyline is she's promiscuous yeah and so they just keep bringing up all her partners that she had like slept with someone earlier that night and all of this other okay. stuff and so it was easier to believe that maybe she just went away with some dude or, or and she used she used a lot of drugs and alcohol so was she drugged or did she just party too hard? And yeah. that's on her. Like all of that was used against her as she was trying to find, you know, get yeah. some kind of justice for what had happened to her. And so it's a really dangerous narrative to paint the promiscuous person as deserving of bad things happening to them. Yes. And yeah. that is what this episode felt like around Boston. Yeah. I I'd wanted to see growth with Boston because for me, he felt like a very, just like not super complex character. Like I was like, we know what we're getting, we're going. And then like in the later episodes, um, I, I started to be like, Oh, there's, we're seeing more to Boston. We're getting more of this. He's more rounded. And I, it did kind of, I was like, Oh, cause I wanted him to grow and I wanted him to see what, what actually happened between him and Nick clearer. I wanted all of that. <clears throat> but I don't want, I didn't want this like whole like, oh, actually, Nick, um, I missed you and all this kind of stuff um, because it turns out that it's like morally bad being, you know, hooking up with all these people because then bad things happen to me. And I did not want, because I'm like, no, you know, um, oh, I did like the scene. I liked the scene with Nick and Boston. It made me like their characters more because in the scene where they, had that conversation what i appreciated was that both of them just looked at who they were with a lot of honesty in that moment you know even when nick was like oh i'm nasty i'm nasty yeah, and i did I these things that. and i i liked it because it was just this moment one of the things that i really have struggled with this friend group is that no one can see themselves so everything yeah. can see yeah. boston very clearly and they can hate on Boston so clearly, but they do not hold themselves to the same standard and they don't see themselves 
And I, so I liked it when Nick and Boston had that moment and it was just two very flawed people sitting across from each other. One thing I'm starting to also get annoyed with is I've seen a lot of people rip on Boston's uh, scene in the store when he comes to him and he shows him that picture. To me, that was an extremely vulnerable moment for Boston to have someone displayed on his phone when he has spoken about how private he has to be to for it to be that very special picture in that exchange that they had in that moment. All of that actually was a lot for Boston. Do you know how many jokes, joke videos I've seen? Oh, Boston thought he ate. Oh, ha ha ha, look, Boston thought he really did something with that picture. I mean, this show has trained us to treat Boston like trash the way his friends do. That is what I feel. Because I was like, no, this, he is not good with words. He has no, he hasn't learned how to emotionally connect with himself. And that was huge. For him to come to that store was huge. For him to try to explain himself was huge. And for him to show vulnerability, knowing he may get nothing in return, just Mm -hmm. to let Nick see you were were not just sex for me. That's what all of that did. And he was was nervous. He Yeah. He was very nervous. Oh, no. She froze. Did she freeze for you? And then when they meet up again and they're like on the, when they're sitting down by the pool, it just shows you how difficult this is for Boston because he immediately shuts Nick na- down. Immediately he has that wall up and then Nick is like, dude, I'm being nice. Like, like I'm acting on what you gave. So you have yeah. to. And it was. And I like that because it was, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is a struggle. He is not used to this. This is something hard for him. Um, that was. Oh, my God, you disappeared. You back? I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I don't that know was what that so was. weird. You were no. talking, and then you went like this, and this. <laughs> it was magic. Insane. It freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like magic. Ta da! Um, but I say, but like that's that's character growth. That's what you want to see is people people grow, you know. And I think we saw character growth in this episode, and it was painful. It was painful seeing a lot of the growth. Yeah. Oh, and then we saw people slide backwards. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, can I say one thing about the character growth that I thought was beautifully done? And it was Nick. Um, he had seen the photo on the, it was in the store. He saw the photo. They had their exchange. He was very calm-ish. Like, even with that, he didn't, he didn't tell him to come back. He said, wait here, I'll go fix your phone. Mm, yeah. Which last time he forced him to leave so that he had to come back. This time he's like, "You can stay here. I'll go fix your phone." Yeah. Like, and I, I felt like that was growth in its own way because, like, he totally could have been like, "Yeah, I'll go fix it, and you can come back." And and he also, I like when he said that thing where he was like, "Yeah, you know, you should learn to take care of your things because not everything yeah. can be replaced." Yeah. And I, I, it, that is so different from when he was talking to Sand previously, and he was like, "He doesn't have to love me. He doesn't have to care about me. I just love him. I just want to be around him." And it was, and it was finally different where he was like, "Actually, you do need to be better to me." Yeah. And, and I was like, "Yeah, Nick. Yes." I think they showed a lot when his dad was teasing him and he was like, you know, it really was hard for me. And it showed Mm -hmm. that I think what people are downplaying with Boston and Nick is whether it was good or bad, 
Boston thought Nick was beautiful. Boston desired mm -hmm. Nick as Nick was. And I don't know that he has fully been desired in that way and felt value in the beauty of himself in that way. And so that is one of the things that tied him to Boston. And Boston didn't know he was doing anything special for Nick. He just legitimately was attracted to Nick and was like, you are beautiful. You are attractive. I am into you. And so that was part of what like locked Nick in because he's not had that. He totally changed himself. He's still stuck in that mindset of the curly boy. Um, yeah. So, you know, and so that was, that's like a big part of their connector there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, one of the things I think when we saw, I, now we're at this point, you can look back on Nick and Boston's story and you can see the impact they have on each other, like, and yeah. how it's growing. And like, one of the things is that the impact Nick was having on Boston was that <coughs> um, Boston, Boston was discovering like there was someone he liked enough to want to have around. Like, you know, where he was like, I, I want, he's never wanted this before. He was like, I want the person who I can like, who I can hook up with, but then they stay. He's like, yeah. they stay and we chat and we do things and it's nice. And that was what he told Nick. He's like, right now that's only you. And it's so funny because you think like, well, no, duh. But no, Boston was learning this. He had not had that. Yeah. He had not found someone where he wanted that. Yeah, with it was like them. he didn't want that with the other ones. Like it was like it wasn't so much that he he didn't. Well, one, he didn't acknowledge that that was something that he wanted because he didn't mm -hmm. know that that was something he wanted. Yeah. But all of the people that he had been with, he only wanted the one part. Like they didn't interest him outside of the bedroom. So why would he keep them around outside of the bedroom? That wouldn't make sense. And now yeah. he had somebody that he liked inside and outside the bedroom. And now he's like, you know, this isn't actually that bad. I kind of. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you said something that it, it just made me think of something where like it, Boston didn't give himself that choice. And often like when we eliminate a choice from ourselves, we don't realize it's something we want because we say it's something we can't have. So Boston had already eliminated this as an option for himself. And Nick kind of came in and, and started bulldozing that. And so it is it's it, it is discovery that you do have this option like it's there. You know, because we're like, well, Boston, like this is, you know, you're dating him. Like you're doing all the things people do when they date, you're doing all yeah. the stuff. And it's just, it's getting past that block where you're like, well, no, that's not for me. That's not what we have because that's not for me. And I, um, I, I like watching it now because you see this and then you see Nick, like Nick went through so much and I'm glad he realized at towards this point that the reason, um, you know, the, the reason Boston was with him was because he liked him. You know, he's no longer dressing like top. He's not dressing right. like top. He's not doing these things. And, and Boston's still there saying, hey, it was you. It wasn't the outfit you put on. It wasn't this other stuff like that had me coming back. It was, it was just you. Because the picture he chose was with him with no clothes. So. Yes. Yeah. And before he started working out. Yep. Yeah. Where he was, <clears throat> they were both vulnerable in that yeah. moment. The other thing I was thinking of uh, is that, uh, oh, there's a few things. Uh, the Can we knock them off? The pool scene where he said all of those things and everyone said, oh, he's just manipulating you. And we were all like, I think he actually means it. Yeah. He actually meant it. Like people are so ready to believe that he was like, I was like, not everything Boston does is manipulation. I think, I think he's just 
particular uh, saw Boston for what he was from the beginning. Yeah. Mm. And I think he just speaks his mind. It's not that, it's not often deeper. He's not like yeah. uh, weaving this terrible web. He's just yeah. busting out the mouth. That's why people don't like him because he doesn't take care in anything that he says. But also he, what he says is what he means. Like, he's not really, he's not really like bombing and weaving. He's not the most complex he's character. <laughs> He's not Mew. Mew is a manipulator. Even Ray is a manipulator. Oh, man. Just a vomit of the mouth. Um, but he leaves waste because he does not care about how it might hurt people, what he says. I, I, one of the things I struggle with Mew is I'm like, dude, I am supporting you. I am like, yeah, this is a, get your he the hell out of there. This is an awkward place to be in. You don't have to put up with this. Like it was insane that someone would expect you to sit through this. And then he goes and just does the most insane shit. And I'm like, you make it really hard <laughs> to back you because you're, I'm backing you. And I'm like, yeah, you get to be mad. You get to be this. And then you go do something so insane that I'm like, we got to tone this down because I cannot support this. Like, this is not okay. That's why I was saying last night on, uh, I was saying his response to things is does not equal the thing. Cause yeah. let's be real. What did top do top at the beginning? And it wasn't okay. Not no. saying it was okay. It was real dick move by top. Oh yeah. He's with his friend at the beginning. So decide you. Decide what you want, because right now you're just turning it over and over and over and you are torturing this man who's not great. But does he does he deserve like like what he did to Boston? Was that the level of horror that Boston deserved? What you're doing to top right now? Is this what they deserve? It's just I everything you're saying is because you look at Mew and he is <laughs> just screaming at him. It's like, make a decision. You got to yeah. figure something out if you're going to be hurt. You get to be hurt. Be hurt. Let yourself be hurt, you know, and, and then go through this. And then when when they had that moment by the pool and Top was like, you know, if you tell me to leave, I'm going to leave and I'll be gone forever. I'm always like, have you given this man five minutes of fucking space to breathe and yeah. get through the shit you did to him? No, Top, you keep popping out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, my God. I'm like, do you, I honestly, one point, I was like, do you have a tag on his phone? How do you keep finding this man? Because it was, yeah, I'm like, let him fucking breathe. Just imagine pop, popping up in all the places that Mew should be and him not be there. And the people that are there, like, can I help you? <laughs> I He's the type that would just be top. Mew would go home and he'd be already there having coffee with his moms. Yes. I was expecting to see that happen. I and like, expected that actually. Right. And so when Mew's like, stop. And he's like, look, how can I trust that you won't do this? I'm like, oh, Mew, you're not ready because you, you're not ready for this. You don't trust him. There's still a lot of hurt here and you haven't been really given any space to just get through this. And so then it's just hard. Cause you're just watching Mew turn back into a, you know, not turn back into, but he's just hurt and he's going to keep responding as a hurt person because he's not over the hurt. And then, mm -hmm. and then top is just, I'm so sorry. That man, we have not seen a single friend for him all season. Not a single friend. The one fucking friend, the friend who is, is his sleeping pill is his ex who he has the little airplane from who's like oh just someone from my past and who he's like didn't we say we'd be each other's comfort when we broke up and i was like i, <laughs> I cannot with this man i was like you get the fuck out of there top is not someone worth 
putting your time and energy into if this is how he is managing his life and relationships because why the fuck does that man want revenge on him but and boeing what i found oh there's so many parallels there's so many parallels when boeing was like uh has it been three months yet and he was like not not yet and mm -hmm. he was like but here's the thing top hasn't changed because top was like Maybe I'll make it through more longer this time. So he hasn't even decided. It's just the three months he needs to get, right? Like he hasn't really, he's not like, it should have been like, the time doesn't matter. We're together. I just want to be with him. And he's like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll make it this time. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he's, he's still top. He is still top. He's still top. And Boeing even said to me, he's like, top is selfish. And he, they had that conversation where you know top is like hey you know like thanks for coming over but i'm good now and boeing called him out and he was like oh so you're comforted now now you're comforted you don't need me so i can go because you got what you wanted you got me back and i was like yeah this dude is he is selfish but, and also, I just, but also everything boeing said who said that from day one austin, austin. i was like had you just listened to boston boston was not being a dick in that moment he was just being like yo i've been there i've done that let me tell you this dude's not worth it he's gonna drop you in three months and you made the choice you came in with all the information he wasn't tricked into this relationship he mm -mm. was given information he thought he was he thought he was better than it all he thought, oh, I'll be the one who can, yeah. who can change him or whatever. I think maybe that is also a reason he is mad at Boston because Boston in the beginning said, you know what? I don't think you're special. I think that, you know, this is his motive and, and he's this way. And then Mew was like, yeah, I think I could be different. And he wasn't. So I think that might also be a bit why he is pissed off. And I will. I'm going to be. I do not blame you at all for wanting to like burn down the house around Boston for what Boston did. I don't, cause you find out this dude had pictures of you, a video, and then he hooked up uh, with the guy you're seeing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no. They're not good, I none get of it. them are good. That's the reminder. <laughs> no, that was like insane. That was absolutely insane. Um, I get that. There's just the level where I'm watching me where I'm going, dude, you are, you, I don't see you feeling better. I don't see you um, getting to a point where you're gonna be okay with anything because you are, it's like getting, hurt repeatedly over and over again because the person who hurt you is not better you show up to his house his ex is there making you food his ex is there with a key to his house like none of this is going to make you feel better you're just getting hurt again and again and again and so i was like ah and guess what me was a dick when he's hurt so then so she's doing these things that's what i said i was like you know what? i back you and then you go and do the most insane shit and i'm like uh if you, if you yeah i also i think he should have i think it's hard because what i said he puts a line he says okay this is what it is now and then he moves it is he is he now trying to freak out top and, and do stuff with boeing is he trying we don't know again that's what i said i was like are, are, is you everyone was like yeah revenge era i was like how long does it last because this is this is getting old but also revenge errors are not satisfying when it's revenge. We're cool now and I love you again. Revenge. Like, no, hold on. You got to have a solid revenge line. I, I think, I don't know. He keeps confusing me and it makes me like him less. But also yeah. he's terrifying. He's more terrifying now than yeah. I feel like ever. 
I'm did like, you guys see the deleted scene? I did, which is why yeah. I'm terrified. So much. Holy hell! Oh, it was. <laughs> it was. Said, I felt vindicated. <clears throat> yep. Yep. I'm, I was I'm like, there, I'm watching this deleted scene, and I'm like, Top, why? Why do you want to go back to this? Like, because Top wants his four months. He wants his three months, two days. Yeah, Listen, he's looking for three months. That's why I, I think you can get three months and two days without dating the Joker and Harley all mixed up into one. I just I feel like that's not necessary. <laughs> that was true. Find an easier mark. I've got to hand it to to Book though, because um he has pulled this off very well. This character where you're like, yeah, yeah guys, no, like so good. this is you can't do this to a person with blood. And then also you're like, that person is crazy. <laughs> because he has embodied the person where you're like, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this to you. It might not look like I can prove it, but if you watch them close enough, you'll see the crazy. And book has like really pulled that off because there are those people where you're like, yeah. I, it's hard to explain, and you're like, yeah. look, there's, there's something there. And so I'm like, damn, book, <laughs> so well. I and that's why when everyone was trying to listen, like, you got to know that I love these people as people. Oh yeah, but yeah. How much I despise <clears throat> these characters, it's just a testament to their amazing acting skills because yeah. it's insane how much I want to strangle some of these people. <laughs> That's what I think. Like when I'm talking about Boston now, and I'm like, oh, this, and I feel this way. People are like, he's horrible. I'm like, I did not say that I want to hang out with Boston or want him as a friend. No, I would like that man to come very far away from me. And I do not want him in my friend group. No. Salt circle around myself for these people. I'm like, please no. Um, but I think it's really that Nick and not Nick, Mark and um Neo have done such a phenomenal job that we started going like, oh, yeah, we want you two nowhere near each other. You are yeah. off to each other. We are like, Nick, you are stalker behavior crazy. And then also Boston, like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're an a-hole. You're constantly an a-hole. Like, when are you not being one? And then now we're at a point where we're like, look at the growth of them. They're just so kind. Look how they do that. I'm like, damn. I got to hand it to them because that is that is not easy to do with characters that you don't particularly like. Yeah. I want them together. I think because yeah. I don't know that they can find anybody else for them, but they're their their brain of crazier is pretty much made for each other. <laughs> they're both messed up. Like we can pretend first of all, a de daddy dan situation. I'm just not down. <clears throat> There's too much there that's just I am like, glad that he's not as much of a creeper as he implied in the trailers. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> but I, I don't I'm not I do. daddy dan. I did like, Daddy, not Grudge, not Daddy Dan. I do like that he reminded Nick that he could have something nice, and yeah. that because Nick had adopted a Boston mentality, yeah, that well, this is just all you can have, and he reminded him that there can be more. I do yeah. like that. If Same. if nothing else, his existence was to let remind Nick he deserved to be valued um, yeah. and taken care of. And if, if that's what he wanted, Boston can have what Boston wants, but he doesn't have to settle for that in his life if that's not working for him, if it doesn't yeah. give him what yeah. he needs. I agree. Yeah, that was, that would have been the great takeaway from Boston, realizing that he could actually have more. It didn't have to be holden to this one thing. And if he wanted more, he could have it. And not, hey, um, if you keep this up, horrible things will happen to you. Yeah, no. You know? <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. This show should be called Shame. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't understand. And I'm so kind of surprised by it. I'm like, was, was, is that they really said, what they're said that Austin and Nick um, were inspired by uh, of two real people and their very um, interesting relationship. And so was Top and Mew. And only Sand yeah. and Ray is like pulled from like, so. The real Top and Mew are married. Oh, good God. I want to have a conversation with those two. The real Top <laughs> and Mew. I have questions. questions. About. People also, can grow. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was also going to say, and then we can maybe move into Ray, um, was that. To me, again, there was this Boston and Ray parallel where Ray doesn't believe he deserves love. He doesn't believe yeah. he, he doesn't value himself enough to believe he can have a relationship like Sand. Where Boston, same thing. He's like, no, this is all I can have. There's no one who's going to like love me, love yeah. me. And so, and also he's halfway out the door. Like part of his wall is that he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and so he doesn't see why he would invest in something that he can't keep which i yeah. think is logical and it bothers me that we don't talk about that more i just don't logical it's i think it's one of those things where it's a logical reason for him to like do all the things and then he just has like a lot of self-worth issues mixed into it that it's like oh damn his dad yeah that's like <clears throat> Right, we, should That's not healthy. <laughs> we should talk Ray. Ray. He, oh, I didn't even talk about them much in my reaction videos because it was just hard. I just was like, okay, I'm just in the pain this episode. I'm just in the pain. We're just going to be in the pain. Yeah. <clears throat> I first, I'll say, I think they are phenomenal actors. I mean, <laughs> we know, but they just keep proving like beyond, beyond because yeah. everything about what they did with this arc in this episode alone was so, so well done. Um, there's something, uh, the, it's not like the biggest scene, but, or maybe it, uh, they were all big scenes, but the way they discussed when, when uh, the one that hit me personal is when Ray was going off on sand, when he had misinterpreted everything and he was just going in and going in. And you could see sand realize to me, like how deep this was, how, mm. how bad this was. <clears throat> and also he was finally hearing the way Ray viewed him in that relationship. Because we have repeatedly said how he's always trying to pay him. He's always calling him property. It is a big issue to me that not enough people talk about, which pisses me off. And it was like, this was the first time Sand really heard it and was like, is that really who you think? Yeah. That, that's who I was this whole time. From the first time we met and you accused me of trying to rob you. I've been that person to you this whole time. And so my heart broke for sand in that moment, mm -hmm. watching him like take that in. Yeah. yeah. And I, it made me think of what was it? What you had been saying this whole time, Kelly, where you were like, um, helping someone being with someone through this process is hard. And I have before it will destroy a relationship and they don't have this very strong foundation. And I, and so that scene to me was, was a very honest portrayal of how difficult and hard it is. Um, 
because you have those moments where so much is said, so much gets laid out and laid bare and not everyone can get through that. And not everyone can be like, okay, you know, I, I understand where you're coming. Not everyone can because um, it really, really does hurt. And I felt so bad for saying in that moment because it is that struggle where you know this person is struggling with someone. You're trying to help this person with the thing they're struggling with, but they are saying almost unforgivable things to you. Mm. And it is a lot of pain. And I, they portrayed that so well. I've had those experiences where you are, you are being broken down. Yeah. And at the same time, you're trying to feel for the person who's doing this to you. And yeah. it's so hard. They did it so well. I cried. <laughs> I, I feel like crying right now. <laughs> Uh, I, I think in my thing, I was like, I don't, I don't tear up or I don't, I don't like actually like cry and stuff in a lot of emotional scenes. Like many of our friends do, they always use me as a gauge of how much is, and I yeah. was like, this yeah. one destroyed me. I was yeah. like, I actually cried on this one, which never happened. So we should just take that as what it is. <laughs> yes. Well, you were like, you cried. I was like, oh, fuck. Yep. And it was, it was not, it was not okay. It was that. It was the father. Uh, we had said. We had said. I don't. I don't know how I mean it. That the father probably had been through hell and back with his son. And so mm -hmm. it's not that the father didn't love him or the father didn't care. The father was tired, and this was his last ditch effort. I feel like this was his last ditch effort, and like the weight of what that means to yeah. like save yeah. his son. Yes, it yeah. was. I don't know if you got, if you caught this, but he said. Um, you like don't listen or, or you refuse to go to this just like your mother. And that, oh, I broke. I was yeah. like, oh my God. So yeah. Because also, people had already like demonized this dad and yeah. oh, the mom, they want to blame somebody. And so they were like, oh, the mom, he probably neglected his mom as much as that. That was like this story that was going around. And I'm like, I don't believe that for one second. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Can I also say that um, it is very telling to me that the dad chose to try and pay sand to get him to go to rehab, but not any of his friends Yeah, to convince yeah. him to go to rehab. Like that tells me the level of friendship they have is so superficial because the dad didn't think they were close enough to actually get him to go to rehab. It was sand. Now, I don't know if he hasn't asked them in the past. I can't rule that out. I can't either, but the fact that it didn't work and he still tried with sand mm, tells yeah. me that he did at least something different. I will say that yeah. I don't know if he didn't, but they he also don't talk about it either. He yeah. saw something there with sand that yeah, he was yeah. like, he had hope that this yeah. would be this the one that would work. Because if this is the last ditch effort, which he very much implied it was, it it's interesting that he chose sand as the last stitch effort and not the person that literally he's raised been following this whole time, which is me. And, and also as spoiled as Ray is, cause he is spoiled and he is very mm -hmm. much entitled rich kid. He, he doesn't come by it honest. Cause his dad was like, I respect sand. Like everything about the money exchange was not like some filthy rich person, like throwing money around. It was very mm -hmm. much, he said, I can tell he's going through a hard time. He's willing to help you. I wanted to do something to help him too. And then he still turned the money down. He's like, mm -hmm. I respect him. And you're very lucky to have someone like that around. And just that alone told me this, his dad is not the source <clears throat> of all that mess that's going yeah. on. Yeah. 
This was, I think it was the mom, but the mom is a lot the, of issues for Ray, yeah. for Ray, I think. And that is where I, I think when you, when it comes to addiction, um, the genetic, the fact that this could just be passed down in families. And I, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure that everyone knows exactly what that looks like because it's not necessarily that like, Oh, this thing caused it. It's, it, this is a generational thing that just gets passed down. Um, and it's a cycle. It's just, it's hard. For my friend, it was his father and then him that lived with me, but it was, it was a wild situation because he had come out and been rejected by his mother. And so, but, but family is a funky thing. And I don't think people like look at the lay. It's not one way or another. Cause when that moment hit where we knew we were at our wits end, we didn't know what else to do. And we called his mom, this person who he wasn't talking to, who had rejected him, who was not in his life. And she did not know how bad off he was. And she came in and within an hour had him out of the room, had him up and had whisked him away. And we weren't sure if that was a good thing or not. It turned out to be, but it was like, at least he was not dying in his room anymore. Like yeah. he was going to live another day. Cause mom and mom knew exactly what to do. She knew sadly because she had gone with it through it with dad. She mm -hmm. knew exactly how to handle the situation and yeah. how to take care of him. Um, so it's just, you can't, I think, Sometimes when I see these conversations, I'm like, it's not cut and dry. Even the family piece is not cut and dry. And there's so yeah. much care to it. There's just, there's so much. And people respond different ways. So like how one person responds to something is not how somebody else will respond to something. So just saying, you know, if only this person did this or this person did that or somebody loved him more. I was like, that's, that doesn't work on everybody. It might yeah. work for you. It might work for somebody else. It won't work for everybody. It's not. It's not how that works. Um, Laura and I were talking about, we were, because we were both didn't like the fact that he kept saying, I'll do it for sand. I'll do it for sand. That bothered me. Mm -hmm. But then we both came to the same place. And I hope that's the way they go of, well, sometimes you maybe need to start in that space. If I think I said that in my review true. too. I was like, yeah. I was having severe issues that he was doing it for sand. Like even that final clip where he's like, I'm doing it for sand. And then I, I, in that, in my review, as I was talking about it, I was like, but I do understand that sometimes you got to have to start with somebody else yeah. because you don't see yourself as important enough as the person to start it. There yeah. was what I, <clears throat> what for, for me, when I was watching and I was seeing um, when Sand, when they had the conversation and Sand got very honest with Ray and he goes, I don't want to sing at your funeral. And Ray was Again, just like, it's the oh. funeral thing. I would like that to stop. <laughs> well, and then, but then he goes in to the rehab stuff and he is pushing against this so hard. When I saw that, I was like, he's not, he's not wanting, he's yeah. not wanting this. This isn't something he wants, like all this. Stuff. <laughs> and then, and I don't know if this was the order, but when I saw him back at the rehab place, I thought he had gone back. Like he was, he had more appointments. He was supposed to go back. That was what his dad was telling him. Like, you, like you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be going back to rehab. And I thought that was him, but I don't know, maybe it wasn't, but that was him without sand, without anyone else. He went back there, yes. yeah. answered the yeah. questions honestly. And this time it wasn't, sand wants me to be here, so I'm here. It was, I have hurt someone so immensely who I just realized cares to this level for me and that's why I'm here now. Yeah. 
And so I was, to me, I was like, oh, you finally found a reason. And it's not, these people are bringing me here and making all this stuff. It was seeing, being able to finally see some of his actions and yeah. seeing an impact and being like, and now I'm here. And I was like, <laughs> and so I cried because I was like, finally, hopefully, as I say, like it, it goes from there, it gets more from there and develops. But yeah. I was finally glad to see like, <laughs> you know, like you, you got your self there and, and you have um, this reason for yourself, because I feel like even before when he said it was for sand, that was not really a, a thing. It was more like, well, you're bringing me there. It was yeah. a because of sand, not a for sand. <clears throat> yes, because of sand. Yeah. <laughs> so drove me here, walk in here. So I'm just in here for my allotted hour and then I'm going to walk back out. You tried to get around the stuff and like, and, and all these sort of things. And I was like, oh, I saw it. It's how people it's relatable. want to go to therapy, start off therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You should. It, oh, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Oh, I was th thinking, um, <laughs> I really admire uh, Cowton's acting because I was like, he is so charismatic and he makes Ray someone you want to love and you want to root for. And you're just like, yes. You know, I, I want you that after every single thing you're sitting there going, please, please, please let this work because I really, really want this for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy they cast him because I, I feel like if if it was not the right person cast, you wouldn't want Ray to get better. We would not have this empathy. We wouldn't. And I think it's important to have that empathy for Ray. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we lean on casting enough. It's something I'm kind of like obsessed with, with anything. And I think like the person who uh, cast shows is just as important as like the director and everything else. And the casting for this, especially when you're like stuck having to like work within the realm of these ships, like they're yeah. kind of pigeonholed in ships when they're trying to catch cat uh, cast these shows. Cause maybe one person in the ship works and the other one doesn't, but yeah. you gotta cast the ship with BL. Yeah. But this person just, whoever cast this, <clears throat> got it so so right perfect like, so perfect yeah. can i just bring up on the on the acting mm -hmm. i okay i felt and character wise i felt for everyone okay but like i felt so bad for first because he had to pretend like he was the therapist that was not reacting to anything he was just there yeah. in trying not to cry at cow i'm like i can't do this i yeah. can't do this <laughs> Since they cry when they wake up and cry when I they know. I was like, I was like, him trying not to cry. I'm like, please stop, make it stop. Switch back okay, to the therapist. Works, that that whole scene, I just wept. I could not stop crying. Yeah. And it I felt like it had been everything I was hoping would happen. But through the whole show, I, I was not confident we were we were ever gonna get it. Um sure. And I would, and it, and that had made me sad. And I, I had said, I was like, their, their romance to me feels like a tragedy because it feels like it's, it's dead before it begins. Um, and then to see that moment, I just cried because I was like, okay, I can see you guys as something like there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of stuff, but I have hope for you guys recovering something from this. And it was the first time I had hope. And I yeah. just, I think it's a testament to the writing that they never allowed us to sit easy. Even in the moments we were like, oh, fine. I guess that's what this show is. And they were, then they're like, hello, Boeing. <laughs> I was like, oh, yay. If you, my reaction video, because I was kind of at the beginning being like, 
oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, and I was like, oh, I literally said, oh, I feel like we're watching a BL for the first time. And I was like, I guess, I guess we're watching a BL now. And I really just kind of like shut down a little bit. And then Boeing started Boeing. And I literally look in the camera and I go, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and changed my mood the whole rest and of the And then I called him a chaos gremlin in mine. Because it was like, yeah. this little chaos gremlin just came up and shook everything. It was everything though. And I love an actor who can just eat up a small role. Like he came in and he was like, ah. <laughs> I know exactly. Everyone who has been casted has been phenomenal. Even oh Daddy God. Dan. Even like every time. But, but Mond coming in as Boeing, I was literally, I said, I was like, this man breathes and he is flirting. And holy crap. Yes. I was. He was oh. exuding chemistry with everyone. And I was like, shut that off. Like, how are you if doing that? talking about Cheers. Boeing, can I just say that I no longer think that Top stole Boeing. I think Boeing uh, initiated everything. Or, or. What, the threesome thing, I know. But. No, no, no. Or my, because I was, I've always said Boston was, I felt like Boston wasn't Boston until he met Top. Mm -hmm. Could Boeing be the same? Could Boeing have not have been Boeing? Is Top just turning dudes into douches? Like, like <laughs> are they like experiencing their three month? Because look at Mew. Mew is Mew is like going off the deep end. Like, oh is God. this the Top effect? Like, is he just ruining everyone? I don't top. know. But if I hear what you start. What you're saying, Heather. Lee. If he starts dressing like Top, he needs to be stopped. That's all I'll say. If one more person starts to dressing like Top, Top must be stopped oh i was when we were watching when i was watching there was a moment where um boeing shows up at muse and he's got the plants and he's got the ivy and i just went oh i was like boeing's the more interesting version of top mew actually has the same interests and similarities with uh-oh <laughs> i thought that was a very interesting thing though i was like i was like how how do you have more in common with the person than, than the person that he's supposed to be? It was so funny because I was, I've, I've seen that before happen where like two people who are a couple, they meet someone and, and everyone is a really awkward moment where you're like, Oh, look at you and your friend who have way more <clears throat> interests and similarities and all these things than you and your partner. I'm not going to comment. We're just gonna hope it goes smoothly. It was like, and then and then Boeing was like, "I'm gonna make some moves," and I was like, "Oh, you you are an agent of chaos, and I appreciate this because at that point I was furious and I was like, rip them apart, pull them you down. I fully was just like, destroy them. <laughs> I had some things I needed to work through. <laughs> Boeing sand top situation was though. It makes I, really I need, huh? I really want. Yeah, I really want yeah, really to know. I, I'm sure we'll learn all about it in the next one since he's going after Sand next. So, I just running through him, man. I gotta I admire. Him. I really admire Boeing for standing completely naked in that shower, talking to he Top. He was wearing shorts. You could see them, but that's fine. Oh, he was. I thought this was another fully nude moment. I was like, dude, and then just being like, yeah, I was. I was gonna get revenge on you. But, but I then I was like, I'll just take your man. And I was like, that is revenge. Is that not revenge? I feel like that's still revenge. No, but I mean, just because you see, he was supposed to be naked because they showed his 
Why am I saying that? You saw a lot of V, and that was purposeful. <laughs> see a lot of V. You weren't supposed to see his shorts. I think he was supposed to be na naked, or else they uh, wouldn't have shown that much V. Because I personally did not see his shorts. There's a lot of people comfortable with standing in front of a lot of naked people. I could respect that 100%. Um, but they just have some very serious conversations standing in front of naked people. And I'm like, okay, that works. So, yeah, I read it as as you did, Sheila, like his bravado of just like, and? Yeah. Could have had this. <laughs> and like the, the line though that killed me was, was top was like, are you trying to get revenge on me? He goes, yeah, I was, but now I actually like Mew. And to me, I was like, this feels like it's still revenge. Like, even if you, if you now still like him, you're still trying to steal him. It's a win-win. It's a win. Yeah. I get revenge and I get the guy. <laughs> to the, to the, the wave writer, whatever. And, and you're going, oh, Billy! It's just like, this is the pure so panic on top. Or not panic, the uneasiness on top in that situation. He's like, <laughs> I don't like anything that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sort of like, except for you were perfectly fine with you guys having dinner. But now that it's not awkward for Mew, now it's a problem. Yeah. Then he turns to him and goes, let's compete. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I Boeing. Love, I, I love the little okay. I'm Boeing his own show, man. <laughs> I was like, do more Boeing, do more. I, you were low key. It could be, you could do a lot more. I, I was torn Let's because I was like, I want you to stay away from sand, please. <laughs> the sand part is, I, I'm just like Boeing, like someone needs to get Boeing a man because otherwise he's just going to go around. You know, he is, he is the oh, epitome of like lock boyfriend. up your boyfriends because Boeing <laughs> shut up like no one's saying. He is Luke on Safe House. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Was that the inspiration? Oh my god! Killed me right then. <laughs> Everyone's running around like, "Oh, Boeing's coming!" <laughs> then they poo and pond away. Because <laughs> Pooh was like, "Like I don't know, man. He's stopping." Poor Pooh, and he's like, "I need to study. I can't keep watching you." <laughs> Hey. <laughs> but he's nice and he wants to talk. Like, no, no, no. Get over here. That's Pop, Pop is yelling at Earth. That's basically what we watched in this in the in, in the series was like, yeah, get the get the fuck away from them. It's never true. Right? I'm gonna I'll be interested in that man a BL. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Please. We've asked for so long. Give him a BL. Because now I'm like, look at, look how good these guys are. When you give them these roles, they will go above I, and beyond. If GM GM if you're here right now, you're not. But if you were, <laughs> listen to me. You have shown us what all of these people are capable of with a good script and good direction. You have a powerhouse lineup of actors. Do not fail us in 2024. <laughs> Give us what we want. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but it's funny because like, what do we want? More men kissing different men. Do it. <laughs> or just a good script. I don't care if they kiss the yeah, same I man. I kind of just really want to get a good script. Yeah. But I like, I want, you know, pull Luke in. 
I really do want to see Luke. Can Luke kiss them I all. Know. He really wants to. They'd enjoy it. I don't know. I can tell, but I feel like they were all kind of like, okay, (laughs) until the other one would show up. I like how uh, JoJo was like, all I knew was that um, Mondo said like he hadn't kissed a a guy at a show. And I was like, well, you remedied that. (laughs) I was like, so. Mondo was fantastic. I, I actually need him to get a lead role in a BL now. Yeah. I need that very badly. Mm-hmm. Literally, he just like walked when they were in the elevator and he walked out. I was like, this dude is either a sibling or the ex. And then I am very concerned if he's the ex because why is he a hotter version of Top? Like, he's <laughs> wearing the same clothes. And he just had all the same stuff. I was like, what? I'm so happy Nick is not dressing like that anymore. It was, it was creepy. Him. I couldn't have three, you know, look like tops just walking around. No. No. Like a parade. Parade of tops. Well, now who all his exes are because they dress like him. It's funny because the way they did Top's character, like, is he hot? Yes. But is he desirable to me? No. Because he's so bland and he's so just vanilla and he's so like but like uh, this is just me talking i'm sure other people have their own like impression but i thought it was really interesting to make him just he's good looking and they keep trying to tell us like he's the 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 ultimate desire but to me he's like the most boring of all of them he's the most boring of the sperry boys like as soon as boeing showed up i was like oh hey Mew, you should go with bowie because that is that seems like he seems like a great option now Boeing seems a little bit crazy, but as we have just seen with Nick and Boston, sometimes people's crazy matches, and you should run with it. Yeah. Boeing can actually match his crazy, and yeah. Top cannot. Top does not know how to match crazy. I think Top has Top is like, I don't think Top recognizes what crazy is, so he's just like... Well, he was high most of the time, so he doesn't have to recognize anything. He's also single focus. What is his three month hang up? It's weird, man. I really hope we get some background on this because like we've had to deduce why would Boston like take photos of his friends? And my deduction from this is because they're dicks to him. Um, And so maybe that was why. But then I'm like, I don't want to deduce why, um, you know, what's his name, who I forgot, Top, has this three-month thing. And I don't want to try and guess why Boeing would want revenge on him. Like, just tell me, okay? Put up a PowerPoint. Put it in. The three-month thing was because of Boeing. Because, like, Boeing is the one that he was three months with, which is confirmed. But, like, before Boeing showed up and they started talking about his revenge on Top, I thought it was, like, Boeing did something to Top. Yeah, that's what what I was like. But now that Boeing's like, or he's like, is this your revenge on me? And I'm like, well, if yeah. he broke up with you at three months, then it wouldn't be his revenge. It would be the opposite. And so and the more I sit here, other than we know that his dad owns the, like they own the, the hotel stuff, we know nothing about Top. He has no friends, no communications with his family because his family is always gone, apparently leaves him alone all the time so i was like you have no connections with anybody and i know nothing about you so you're both boring and non-existent in my head 
and it's not because of like Force's amazingness. I'm just saying, like, yeah. as a character, he seems yeah. like a very 2D human. Yes. And I don't like 2D humans. <laughs> like, we were starting to see him kind of develop more before Mew found out. Like, he was like, oh, I have interests, and look at me sketch you, and, and now we're doing stuff. And it was like, oh, we're slowly building um, you being a bit more interesting with things. And then it didn't get to go further because... God, he's just so, I will not get over that part where Mew is like furious at him. And he's like, oh, but listen, he told me that like you had, um, <clears throat> what was it called? Slept with Ray. And he's like, but I don't even care now if you did. And actually, I was like, sir, yeah. uh, you should have been kicked out of the house. There's just stuff about Top where I'm like, how can you, the most interesting thing about him is what an idiot he is when it comes to things. And it's just trying to figure out why. That's why they had to make him have the drug line story because they didn't have any other story of interest that they could use. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know. I feel like there's some interesting things where I'm like, if we could learn the background, like what the heck went down with him in Boeing or what is this stuff? But my God, the man just sits there. I'm like, you sat there while your ex was one flirting with your who you want to be your now boyfriend but then also sitting there and like implying that you and him are this whole thing and he was just like <coughs> I was like you better have a rich internal dialogue right now or something because what the hell was going on yeah. <laughs> no blank face so often I, I do want to just go backwards just first because I, I don't want us to miss this I don't know if we talked about it I loved that it makes sense now that we saw um um, oh, I must call him Neo. Boston Jackrabbit so much because it made the scene with Nick have more meaning. Yes. Um, yes. One hundred percent. Time and I was watching. Oh God, shoot! I don't know if it was sincerely or CJ. I'm gonna be honest. Sorry, guys. One of you was talking about how before we only saw him chasing pleasure, it was and now he made this his partner's pleasure pleasure his priority for the first mm -hmm. time it was sincerely and i 100 percent agree sincerely. there was there's so many parallels between all these characters because we have that whole conversation between mew and top mew where and top. top is like wow like before you i did not give a shit about oh, that's right other yep. people and stuff and it's just interesting to me how similar all these characters are and that's actually yeah. what bothers me when people cannot um, see anything with Boston because I'm like they're also similar, so yeah. so similar, and then we've yeah. just given, we've been given less to emotionally tie ourselves to Boston, and so uh, but that's like a sentiment on life, right? Like I wonder if it's because we've gotten the POV of so many other people except for yeah. Boston. It is interesting. I'm really worried about <laughs> the last few episodes. I'm like. Because I'm just worried because we're at a point where like, okay, Nick and Boston seem to be having resolved some stuff, but I am not confident in them being solid through the last two episodes. I'm not confident in that just because I think we're at a point where there's been so much hurt and there's been so much other stuff and people are not healed. Um, people are like in processes of figuring out that 
they need to be healed or they're trying to work on stuff, but we're in the like pain part of stuff. And so I'm just so nervous for everyone. When, I, when Boeing was sitting across from sand, I was like, I love Boeing and I love his mess, but it has been so painful with yeah. Ray and sand that I was like, please just let us have something that's genuinely so sweet between them. <laughs> it was like, go fuck up new and top. Okay. Go do that. That's enjoyable. I was like, but this is, this is painful. Well, and you have you seen Sincere? I hope this does not happen. I kind of just actively rejecting this, but Sincere, <laughs> he's, he's going to sleep with Boeing. <coughs> yeah, she thinks that it's, or they, they think it's not a flashback. They think that it actually happens. I don't know. He said his bad thing was this episode. So that's my, that's where I'm leaving it. This episode? Oh, was yeah, it the bad stuff? The, 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 the bribe. Oh, I didn't think that was bad. He was giving back the money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm thinking of first and first always calling uh, Calton naughty and how he got upset when Calton was cursing too much. Like, the, I think first his idea of bad is different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could see first seeing that as a bad thing. Yeah. But I don't know. He said we weren't going to like him. So since he also said, I think no matter what the next episode, we will see the them together, whether it's flashback or. Yeah. Different. I'm yeah. not prepared for anything for the next episode. Listen, I I'm at a point now where I'm like, I just want Boston and Nick to be okay because I feel like Boston's life is still in a very precarious situation where if information about him gets out, it can still destroy his whole life. There's not another character who has that hanging over them at all times. Um, and then, and then I, I feel, you know, I just, I, I'm nervous with things that are still up in the air and Adam's not resolved. Like how are no, we? Yeah. Adam's better. not resolved. Boston scares me for those reasons he has big things that aren't resolved and i think of everyone in the show he has the hugest thing hanging over him that could absolutely just destroy his life mm -hmm. and so it, that makes me nervous going into the next two episodes i'm almost worried that there it's going to be a forcefully <laughs> go to uh new york rather a choice mm -hmm. kind of thing which bothers me because i wanted it to be a choice which i mean it is what he wants to do but i want him to do it because he wants to do it, not because he has to do it. Right. And I did like seeing him and Nick talk calmly and like purposefully about New York. So it's not yeah. a, I can't be anything with you because of New York, but uh, you realize I'm going to New York. Let's talk about it and what that means yeah. for us. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. Hi. My God, it, it's still just a trailer, so that could be flipped. Uh, somehow. Shut up, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. this every single time. What we think is going to happen is not what happened. It is so. It's really funny to be seeing all the characters and like where we are now because it's funny because Top and Mew, I think, have. I'm like, I do not like you guys. I don't want you together. Like, just this is. And it's funny to me because they feel like the two that are supposed to be the easiest to see as they should be together. They should have all this stuff. Like you see this storyline and I'm like, no, but all the other ones who have very, very serious communication issues and all this other stuff between each other and all these things are the ones I'm like, Whoa! 
I'm still going to say talk abuse issue isn't that big. Either you know, sleeping with Ray or you can't move on you. Like they drug this thing out. Like, okay, he slept with yeah. Ray. You're pissed. Are you over it? Are you not? Do you not want to be with him because of okay. it? Fine. Are we going to just fun. torture him forever? What are we doing? I don't understand top of you. I, I really do. I look at Mew and I'm like, everything you are doing is it's, you know, it's, it's hurting you. It, this is, you're not, you know, I don't have, I'm like, what, you know, we see in the trailer, he goes to his mom's and he's like, um, I just can't stop seeing like what he did. Like, I can't get over this. And I'm like, okay, then take a break from this man. You are not going to get better. And also that's my thing with top. I'm like, stop fucking appearing. People can't get over you being a trigger. They can't like start working to like calm down their reaction stuff. If you don't stop fucking popping up. Like I just, there was so much about that that I was like, it is not sweet when you just show up and force someone to be within your vicinity when they do not want to be. Yeah. It's repeated. You know, I get really upset. I don't get really upset. I get sometimes annoyed when shows have like the person that got hurt, they run off to go like go somewhere else, like it happened in Wedding Plan, blah, blah, blah. But in this particular show, I really just want Mew to like, <clears throat> remove himself from what's happening yeah. yeah and go like calm down in a corner because right now he's just causing himself and others way more issues yeah. because he's just a dick about it like he's not even like let me be sad and miserable it's i'm gonna destroy everybody <laughs> until i feel like retribution has been paid and i'm gonna need him to calm down <laughs> It was because yeah. and it's about it. He's been through a lot. Like Mew found this out and then pulled off one of the most stunning reveals in you know cinematic history, which I will I'll give him props for. Uh oh. Um, and then he got into drugs and alcohol and all this other hardcore to the point he was like passing out and stuff. Yeah. You know, he has put his body through a lot, he's been through a lot emotionally. Hi. He's Hi. done all these things that I'm like, you actually do need time to chill, to heal, like to get yourself back to your baseline and throwing yourself back into the vicinity of the person who hurt you so much. That could do this because yeah. you just keeps reacting in a not great way. He does not and handle not, things well. It's not just back in the vicinity of top. He's putting himself back in the vicinity of Boston at the beginning when like they were doing school like their school stuff and then uh just choom was one that would talk about top and and uh ray had distinct issues with top so it's not like it's not like he's only putting himself in the vicinity of top he's putting himself yeah. in the vicinity of everyone that created or has something to do with this problem yeah and that's why he needs to like physically remove himself from everything not implode upon everybody yeah. yeah, exactly. He does. He he does need this break. <laughs> well, we have been going for an hour and a half, so I really liked this. Understood. This was time. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "We did great." They actually did a really they good did. job. They did. They did great. Uh, time today, so good. Good yeah. job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we've been going a while. I think we can wrap up probably. Yeah. Any yeah. final thoughts for next week? Please don't hurt us. 
I don't know, man. It's I don't know. Eleven. I have no faith. I have absolutely no idea where they're going with the show, which is exciting and terrifying at the same time. Yep. I don't, I don't, I don't know what we're going to get. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're, gonna, we're going to say goodbye, you guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you have a great week. Um, See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.